His left hand was basically uh, his little finger had bent around and was touching ah, his arm. And this bone. No, 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 no. They're just two parents who happen to be dads. One called Harley, the other one is Wads. It's not really Wads, it's Wade. But Wade doesn't rhyme with dads. It's shitting with the door open. I've got a little hemorrhoid poking its head out of my anus. It's always a challenge <laughs> to get that laugh. <laughs> and I'm happy to achieve it every week. I don't think it's a challenge. I think it's <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty easy, uh, to be honest with you. I'm soft touch. This is Shitting With The Door Open. Oh, with a very special guest. It's a surprise special edition episode with the great PB, the personal best. The original rat fuck. The original <laughs> rat fuck. The father of four, my dad, Peter Bree. Hey. Good morning. <laughs> uh, dad, you are down for a wedding of a friend of ours. I am down for a wedding of a friend of yours and mine. Yes. Um, he's about to be a dad himself. Yes. Nick Plowman. Yeah. Fantastic. Shout out to the future rat fuck. Excellent. Good luck, buddy. <laughs> Quick question, Peter. Who's your favourite? I'm glad we got that. Who's my favourite? Yeah, who's yeah, the yeah. favourite? Let's just... Oh, uh, Nick just... is, actually. Oh. <laughs> okay. Forget... Mate, all right. Out of your kids. Out of my right? kids. Out of your four. We don't need a diplomatic answer. I want some, some hard truth. This. Who who's your favourite? Who is the favourite? Yeah, yeah, out of the four. So, out of the four. Uh, now, okay. consider the other three are useless pricks. You are, Harley. <laughs> Thank you! <laughs> oh, that's it. Official confirmation. That's official confirmation. Randall, Lois, Sinclair. Suck a dick. You're all <laughs> Oh, they all have. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's good to have you on, mate. It's great to be here. This is a remarkable podcast. Oh, <laughs> thanks, man. Uh, one of my favourite stories... Uh, from like Harley's childhood that he's told on this podcast is when he cracked his femur and <laughs> oh, had to be taken to hospital. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you were like, uh, nah, you'll be right, mate. Yeah. Just climb into the back of the HQ. Just, yeah, that's what right. I said. <laughs> yeah, what did you do? We had ambulance cover, but what did you? What was your choice? What was your great, great parenting Let's skill? go to the next story. <laughs> no, 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 no. I've heard it from Harley's mouth, and okay, I found it very interesting. Okay, so I'll give you the but back also, story you know, he likes to put a little salt and pepper on the story. Oh, the salt and pepper on the story is that I had told him not to do the skateboard on this back ramp, which was very slippery tiles, and we're inside having cups of tea because at that point I didn't drink any alcohol, and we heard this scream, and I thought, that ter- sounds terrible. We went out and there's him on the ground, and Randall's not quite sure what to do. Yeah, and I brought the Kingswood around. I said, "Let's pop you in here." <laughs> so it feels to me, Wade, that that's like, like a punishment for not listening to I what know, he said. I felt like oh. straight away, like you're justifying your decision. I told him oh, not told to do him. it. No ambulance for that. Guy. <laughs> so great, bad, bad decision. Nothing happened though. No, it was the best decision. <laughs> I've enjoyed it for years. <laughs> um, now it was a very different time for you parenting. Me, yep. uh, and I've spoken a lot about uh, the fact that yes. uh, I'm one of the lucky ones uh, in terms of men being raised by a good man. So we'll get that out of the way. You're a Thank good you. man. Well done. Thank you. Um, uh, I don't know how come, but anyway. How, yeah, well, how'd you do it? I, I, my older brother and I, the great Randy B. Great um, Randy B. Probably the official favourite. <laughs> um, no favourites. Have, dis- yeah, have discussed uh, how you and mum managed to achieve it. Parenting the four of us and oh. doing a relatively good job. Well, goodness me, where do you start? I think part of it was a reaction against what both of us have been brought up in. 
we were determined to have, and we're baby boomers, right? So there was a new move. worst generation human existence. Yeah, ever that's seen. right. Except we're the exception, <laughs> right? So, <coughs> so that was one issue was about how do we relate better? Yeah, I guess we yeah. wanted to have a relationship, and there was this time when we then when the guys started to go into the birthing ward, which now is I think is being changed. When the babies came, so yep. that was all a new thing. Yep. Uh, I think it was also a lot of interest in fathers being far more involved in the children's lives. It was, and so the roles were beginning to to get fuzzy around parenting. So, and I was determined that I would be a present father to my. And so children. this was like a conscious decision that you had made, or was it just like something that like evolved over time. Like, it, did you and Maeve like sit down and have like a conversation about that, or was it just like? Oh, we're just going to do what feels right, and what felt right to you was um, the way that you went about it. Uh, that yes, partly that, and then also because there was a lot of uh, writing coming out, and there was we went to seminars. I went to some. Well, I was just living in Sydney at the time. I went to a how do you how do you do it when you get married seminar. Yeah. Um, well, Peter, the birds and the bees. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to push him. We're going to push him. To his, yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, but it, it evolved. It definitely evolved. Yeah. Um, but there was a lot of interest in that time in changing how fathers were involved. And was there like some blowback from like some people of like your generation who are still thinking of like more of like an old school way? Yeah, you know, like, uh, do you have any like friends who are like, "What yes, are you doing?" Yes, there was. Uh, yeah. There were some people who, my mother, for example, yeah. just didn't think me getting involved, even changing nappies, was right. That's not right. Yeah. Uh, however, I never actually learnt to cook. It, there was there were sort of traditional roles that we we all know have come from the builder generation. Yeah. And that's continued on. I still don't cook. I I can cook an egg. That's about it. But yeah. in terms of parenting and being involved, um, yes, certainly. We changed, and my, my mum couldn't understand it. I don't know about Mavis's mum, because farming, I think, has a different kind of feel. Everybody gets involved on the farm. Yeah. However, city people, like I came from Melbourne here, grew up where there was specific roles. He went off to work, she stayed at home, and that's how we were, actually, for a long time. Yeah, I guess like in a farm, like everyone's a bit more hands-on yeah, with, with everything. you just got to pitch absolutely. in and get it done. Yeah. Like there's no time to fuck about. But there was an element to that in our lives. You went off to work. That's right. Mum stayed home. Yep. Yeah. Um, but you were far more present in our lives than previous generations or even the generation that I was in. I was determined to. I've got plenty of mates. In fact, the vast majority of friends who didn't have a dad around. And partly, look, that's another part of our history in Australia is that the absent father, the father who came as the settlers, went off to hack out a life in the bush, left mum at home. So we were raised in that kind of cultural mindset and my dad raised us like that. He was always absent. Yeah. Uh, busy with everything, either going to work or within community organisations or church organisations. So I thought, no, I don't want that to happen. That certainly right. was an influence. Was your father like heavily involved in the church as Absolutely. well? Absolutely. Yeah, wow. Heavily. <laughs> yeah. As a lay person. Yeah. What's you a, want lay a lay person? person? Just a normal, everyday. Lay down sort of person. Yeah, no, yeah. He, a lay person is in church parlance, means someone who's not ordained as a clergy. Uh, so they, you know, they come to church and they might clean out the, the, the building. They might oh, uh, okay. preach occasionally. They're, they're called... Lay as opposed to clergy. There's a division of labour. Oh, okay. Which I don't believe in. Yeah. But that's really how a lot of churches still function. Yeah. But on that subject, right, you come from multi-generations of 
very um, uh, intense uh, religious people. Correct. From way back. Yep, correct. Uh, and w- certainly when I was born, uh, the four of us were born, you were uh, the same, you'd followed suit. In a uh, particular, uh, on a particular trajectory. Yes. Well, when I was born, you were a radiographer, and when I was two, you were at Bible college. That's right. To become a reverend. Um, and then the other one, Sinclair, was born two years after you started that. Down here, in Essendon. Um, and then, yeah, and then you started your first church in Bundaberg. Um, so you, you, you were a conservative, you were um, a religious conservative, and uh, you had four kids, and I would say none of your four children are conservatives. No. And... Uh, Probably none of us are intensely Christian anymore, maybe with slight exception to Lois, you might have some beliefs left there, but I don't know, I'm not going to speak for somebody else's beliefs. My question is, and I don't think we rebelled against you either. Uh, oh, what's your take on that, Peter? Because Harley might not think that he rebelled. Fuck, I'm loving this. I am <laughs> loving it. Father, son, this is the best. <laughs> no, I don't. Point think... being, I don't think I rebelled. No. I think that you brought us up uh, in then this is the thing I struggle with, um, is that you had an idea about a belief system and um, and the world and all of that, yeah. which you've since, you know, you've moved on from and grown yourself. But how did you uh, help us be exploratory and um, resilient uh, within that conservative paradigm? That's a really good question. I've thought a lot about that. I think part of it was that I know that I determined early on that I wouldn't impose a theological, uh, systematic, you must believe this on my family. Now, yeah. I, I did a lot of Christian education, in inverted commas, it, why, like we would read books and we'd read Bible stories and did some things I wish I hadn't done in terms of what we bought you to use, but that was all Captain Bible. Was Captain a video Bible game. was a oh, bad decision, yeah. right? Okay, we'll, we'll just get that out there. But it sounds so great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'd obviously if address that. It's half that as video. fun as it sounds. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, mate, it was really good. <laughs> Couldn't have video games unless it's Captain Bible. <laughs> All right, well, well so, his confession is good for the soul. So, okay, that was an error I made. And I think that was the other thing was things like we had a round table where we sat, which was all about we are all equal here. Yeah. Um, it still was a kind of... Uh, so that was a conscious decision. Absolutely So you have like a rectangle, like a, I sit at the head, someone else sits here. It was just a round table and we're all... Yep, like we all sit around this table. Like we all sit around this the... table because we are all equal, so we have equal input. Now, there were times when the fuse burnt <sighs> low for me and I snapped. I can see where Harley gets his hippie shit from. <laughs> well, it's funny, right, because I'm, I'm, uh, it's one of the projects that I've got on the list of things to do is to build a round table because of that. Yeah. And I'm hearing Dad talk about that and us all sit around so dads it's not the patriarchal model of man head of the house and children are subservient and all of yeah. that and i love it what a great yeah. um upbringing and i want to build a round table however the amount of times a week that i say to leonard you're not my equal <laughs> <laughs> i'm the dad <laughs> i said to penny yesterday we we're coming back from the park and we'd had a nice time and then there's like a package for claire in the mailbox and she's like oh can i open the package i'm like no it's Claire's package. It's your mother's package. Yeah. Can't open it. And she's like, well, can I just look inside? Like, no, you can't. She's like, you know, it's not just your house, Dad. And I was like, you know what? 
Actually, Penny, it is my house. Yeah. 100% is my house. I have my name on the mortgage. I pay the bills. What do you do around here to make you think this is your house? And I just went at her. I just went, do you do any of the dishes? She's like, oh. she's like so taken back. No. Do you clean up after yourself? No. Do you buy any toys? No. Do you do the washing? No. So what do you think you do that makes you think this is your house? Now, instead of following that, with like, this is your home, it's always going to be your home, but you know, a little respect for other yeah. little stuff. I just walked off. Yeah. <laughs> she was just like, she was just like, ah, ah. <laughs> So to go back to what you said, yes. I asked about being a conservative and, and the spin-off from that under that question. I also be- believe ultimately in people, and my children particularly, Wanting to have a conversation rather than wanting to have a belief. Oh, nice. That, there's a, that there is in everybody's... And this has probably come after the event, really, as I've made more sense of my life, especially in my second half of my life, is everybody eventually has to say, what on earth is life all about? So I thought back then, it's not really about a system. I don't want them just to believe a system. I want them to find their own way. Yeah, and that includes spirituality, mind you. Yeah. At that point, I was still a bit locked into religion as a system. I'm not anymore. And so, in what age did you start kind of like following this? Was that right from the beginning that you thought this kind of path for them? Or for them, it, oh, it was a bit like this kind of like ill-defined back then. It yeah, was, it, right. but it was there. I know. Yeah. I've reflected on that. Yeah. And the other thing is that's interesting is that I went into this particular religion, not specifically that. Now that I know, both of us know we shouldn't have done it. Yeah, it was a it was a wrong decision. I actually thought I had this Messiah complex that I could walk on water. Actually, I could make things change. <laughs> but once you get into these places, you can't. Yeah, you can't make them change. No, I was actually what some people would now say was a what's called a progressive evangelical. Yeah. Now that might make not any sense to your listeners, but a progressive evangelical is somebody who actually thinks outside the square of what's normally seen as a fairly narrow Christian subset. Yeah. But when I went into this other mob, the Wesley Methodist, it was a very, 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 very narrow mob. Yeah. And so I was tarred with that brush. And so I eventually came to the point of finally becoming who I always was. Oh, wow. You just but took the long way around. I took the long way around. Yeah. And I'm sorry for that because it, but it's, but it's good as well. if you would come to the point where you are now if you hadn't made those decisions. Well, I think you that's know. the right question. And that's what I've come to see. You know, like you just don't know. You've got to like put yourself through some trials. Yep. You know? And I did. And I think that's the, that's the thing. Trials come to you. Yep. Yeah. And you've got to make the most of them. Yeah, wow. Well, this is something I'm already dealing with just eight years into my parenting career is how you deal with uh, guilt and regret for decisions that you've made. Yes. Uh, and you and I have had a heap of conversations and we will continue to have a heap of conversations uh, about my upbringing and uh, our beliefs and all of that. Um, and I've always said whenever I go, well, that was wrong, I don't hold it over you um, at all. Um, in any way, no, I don't uh, feel it. But how do you how do you move on from that uh, past? Oh, it, or, it, it, or it, have you? You've already moved on. Well, yes, I have. Um, I, the interesting thing when I finished up as a pastor in two thousand and two in this organisation, yeah. Um, just back up a little bit. Religion and spirituality and God had been my whole life. I'd been it was everything. 
Yeah. I was always going to be a missionary. I was going to do medicine and go to India. I did radiography and then I was going to do medicine and go to India. It was always my world was always that. Yeah. It was never and son uh, of a missionary, daughter of who was the daughter of a preacher. That's right. Yeah. All that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um wow. uh how do you move on from that? So I'm not sure. There's a I'm lot going. to unpack. There's, well, I was sort of specifically talking about regret as a parent, but that's a heap of shit to move on from. 52 is when you left yeah. that. All right. Here's another thing. At the moment, I'm doing a series of drawings, and I have been for a while now, and it started off as being called Drawn to Silence. Yeah. And now it's become Against the Flow of My Constructed Self. So not what quite that, as catchy a title. That's a, that's a that's a <laughs> So it sounds a bit heavy. Like it sounds like Philosophy One Hundred and One at Melbourne Uni was so boring. But it's all about me coming to the awareness that oh, hang on, I was made into something which we all are. We're all made out of a system. So I was made into something that I followed, and I actually thought was, if you like, God leading. Yeah. But that's because the system was leading. And as, you, as I began to realise after 2002, it was only when I left the church and stopped reading my Bible and realised that after 52 years of reading my Bible, I could actually let it go for a while, yeah, well. that I began to see differently and seeing for me is everything. Yeah, wow. And it was always the same Bible? Do you know what I mean? Like, isn't there like a hundred different versions? Different oh, yeah, versions. I read all sorts of them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He had them all. I had them all. Because it's just the religion was not a part of my childhood. Okay. That I remember. I think my mum was trying to retrofit it. She was telling my sister the other day that we were, oh, we're always being Anglican. And I was like, we never went to church once. <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? But see, that's what, when I say to people, oh, I grew up religious, they're like, yeah, yeah, I'm Anglican. I'm like, oh, you don't even, no, no, <laughs> you no, don't no, even no. have an idea of yeah, yeah, what yeah. I grew up with. Yeah, so I just find like the whole, not, I just, yeah, I just find it very um, interesting. Well, yeah. for me, yeah. um, and, and this brings it all up. Uh, if I have to define my belief system right now, it's easiest just to use the word atheist, though I don't adhere to anybody else's ideas of of what I'm meant to think and feel. Yeah. That's just the easiest way to explain yeah, where a, I'm at. And I'm not a closed book. Uh, I'm, I think you did a good job on that, um, in that way, that I'm very much still uh, an open book and willing to hear stories. Yeah, good. But as I parent, I think there's a lot of stuff uh, that is biblical would be fucking helpful yeah. uh, as a parent. Yeah, right. Because there's some really... Like turning that people into salt? That kind yes, of that sort of shit. <laughs> yeah, like just wiping out a whole city. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of stuff. The anal sex, that'd be Yeah, <laughs> sacrificing children. <laughs> would be a big help. <laughs> because God said I could do this. You backchat me one more time and I will splash you with the blood of a goat. <laughs> Slit your throat, you <laughs> It's all in there. Don't worry. <laughs> no, it's more that there are oh some God. really simple um, and and almost childlike structures on how to get the job done. And without it, I feel like I'm swimming in a sea of shit in, in trying yeah, to figure out the yeah, day yeah, to day. Because with, I guess, with the Bible and with the church, there is a framework yes. that you can work right. in. You're like, I know the rules. I know I know what I'm doing. Yep. Here is what I need to do. If something, if A happens, then I do B. Totally. If C happens, I do D. Like yep. you've, it's, it's all kind of organized. Easiest example of that is when your child, inevitably, and they all will, um, uh, start asking about death. 
yeah. and feel a certain amount of anxiety or fear around the idea of the end of their life, Christianity has it wrapped up in a nice, neat little puzzle. Yes. One, you, you're going to be saved because you are dedicating your life to uh, Jesus Christ so you get to go to heaven. And two, it's a really great way to control your children that if you misbehave, yeah. you're going to go to hell and be burnt <laughs> forever. Right? Whereas I don't, sitting over, I don't have a, an easily... Um, digestible thing for my sons. And I guess to follow on from that, uh, a lot of conservative families and evangelical families, not just Christian, just conservative, uh, like women That's have true. a distinct role. Yes. And men have a distinct role. And so, once again, you're controlling them, but it's much easier to say, well, no, you're a girl, you can do this, this, and this. That's you're right. a boy, you do this, this, and this. But without that stuff, when you are going a bit, you know... Crazy. Crazy. When yeah. you are like a bit more free, I guess, with your thoughts. I don't know. I don't want to... No, but so the, but that's my question to then you, you. Then where's your where's your fucking parenting now, mate? Help me. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do I? How do I? Where's the simple structures? Um, because I I did a little bit of throwing the baby out with the bathwater when I left. Uh, yeah, of course, that's uh, what happens. The 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 institution and then my faith. Um, and so now, as I'm you know in the throes of it on a day to day basis, trying to figure all of this out. Uh, and well, Hannah and I have—I guess we have clear roles, but we're more of—and I say this repeatedly to Leonard. Walter's not so much of the age that it has to be said yet, but we're a partnership. We're a team. Yep. Um, we we work together. Yeah. Uh, we unified on this. Yeah. Very similar to how I was brought up. I never felt, um, even though the Bible constantly said it, and any uh, uh, travelling preachers would mm. would harp on it that mm. the man is the leader of the house. It's, it's a very mm. common theme. Within the Bible, um, it's quite a sexist religion, really. Um, like most of them, it just to sounds be fair. like a hassle being the being the, the leader of the house. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> like like someone God. else do it. Like what a heck. <laughs> but in that, you know, the, the, when it's clear like that, mm. you know where you stand. Well, you, that's true, but that is also something I've unpacked: is that there's there was too much literalism in my in my life, yeah, and there's too much literalism in literalism in Christianity. Mm. So once you learn to begin to unpack that. Literally, like, uh, sorry, in terms of literature, yeah. What is lit- literal? What is based in history? What is poetry? What is metaphor? Suddenly, everything begins to change. And if you talk about the head of the family issue, that yeah. is very clear in some of the New Testament, then you need to say, well, okay, what was going on culturally at that time? And is that actually set in stone forever? No, I don't. No, it's not. Of course it's not. But that a lot of people still think it is. Yes. So once you begin to realise that, that when you boil it all down to the what's left, it's about love and what is love, well, that's a bit airy-fairy. Well, actually it's not. But how do you set boundaries up for training children um, well, you just do the very, very best you can around issues of justice and kindness and love. And justice is a good one. Justice is something a good one. I don't think about enough. Yes, like kindness and love, respect, but justice isn't something I've really well I've like, thought l- about when I'm bringing up the girls. But like that's absolutely true. I got a little anecdote about that, and Leonard struggled with um, justice just the other day with the skate park. And he was on his BMX because he just got it back from the bike shop, so he didn't want his skateboard. Um, and his close friend from school were there, and he was on his BMX, and they were just being BMX bandits yep. around the, the best. skate park, having the best time. Yep. And this punk on a um, scooter uh, told them they weren't allowed their BMXs in the skate park. 
right? What a loser, for starters. Yeah. And he's incorrect. Scooter Rooters. Scooter Rooters. Yeah, that's what they're known as around the Scooter Rooters. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, this kid had told, um, told them, you're not allowed your BMXs in here. There's a huge sign with all the rules for the skate park sitting up above the skate bowl. Uh, nothing says you can't have a BMX in there. Yeah. Uh, I saw f- from a distance the interaction, and Leonard was pretty fiery back at this guy and <laughs> held his own the, the other guy would have been you know at least 13 14 <laughs> still on a scooter grow up <laughs> right <laughs> Leonard and I call him over because I can see he's, he's being a bit antagonistic good on Leonard call. though to, to like hold his stick it to him absolutely yeah. that's, that's right. an issue of justice really yeah. he comes over to me what and I said what happened and he goes Whoa. the guy said we can't have a BMX and I really calmly said well, yeah, of course you can of course you can, but boys, you both got your skateboards here. Why don't you jump on your skateboard? And Leonard very quickly and wisely went, because then he'd think he was right. Yes. Then he'd yeah. think he was right. Yeah. And I said, you don't need to worry about what that guy th- thinks. Just give your BMXs a break for a bit. I just was trying to take the tension out of it. Yeah. You know, and I think I did the wrong thing. I should have just let him go and stick it to him. Anyway, yeah. they got on their skateboards. <laughs> They're up the top of a ramp on their skateboard. Both of them are quite handy at the skateboard. And this 13-year-old loser on a fucking scooter <laughs> comes past. And Leonard goes, hey, mate, look at us. We're on skateboards. No scooters allowed. Get out. <laughs> I had to call him over again and say, mate, just leave it alone. Stop that. Yeah. Stop. But for him, he wanted justice. Yeah. yeah. So... Yeah, yeah, he I don't know mob justice. That's right. You I know? don't think like, it was. I a wild, think what you west. did is the right. I think that's great. I, I think there's nothing be, wrong with diffusing a situation. Well, that's what I was no, trying. That's to right. But you know, it's a. Uh, it's not an easy path you're on. No, and I like there's a there's a scripture. Um, this is all that's required to do justice, love kindness, and walk humbly, and like that. That's something the church that we go to now is called St Mary's in Exile. So it's an absolute radical ex-Catholic outfit in Brisbane. Yeah. The two priests were defrocked by the Pope. We all left, you know, we went there after to find some sort of spiritual is home. Is defrocked the same as excommunicated? Yeah, correct. Yeah, wow. It's exactly that. And that's it's like a, a big deal, isn't it? If oh, you're, huge. If, if, you're, if you're a hardcore Catholic, that's a big... It's you can look thing. up the story of this uh, church if you're interested at all. Yeah. Um, Judith Lucy also featured it uh, yeah, she on, was a, on a series that she did about yeah. religion. Yeah. It's a pretty radical church. It's it the kind of thing church. you should have been in from uh, as a young man. Well, that, that's when I was saying before that, that, that I was a progressive evangelical when yeah. I went into this other religion. that's That was what I was always looking for. Yeah. And I was hoping I'd get. And I was so desperate to have somewhere where I could have a voice that I went to somebody who'd have me. Maybe nobody else would have had me. Maybe that's yeah. the issue. Um, so we went there, and their their motto is uh, do justice, love kindness, walk humbly. That's yeah. what they do. So if you apply that in a home environment, and it's always a default, you fall back to justice. What's, what's just here? You know, what's just for uh, a kid who's misbehaving? Uh, what's kind? Uh, what's humility? Um, and humility is about... I'm the parent. Okay, I am sorry, mate. That Harley, oh, you know, Harley is an eight-year-old. I'm sorry, Harley, that I didn't get the ambulance. That was my fault. I'm sorry. Could have gone badly. So <laughs> I being feel humble, guilty about that. <laughs> I the keep best. <laughs> We've all got over it. <laughs> I haven't. No, nah, you did a good job. But yeah. that is good. So in, I, uh, I quite like that. That's a digestible bit the of hum- advice. Yeah, because it's not just, I guess, for the children either. It's, it's for us. You know what yes. I mean? Like, especially that humble bit, because sometimes you do kind of like, well, I'm the adult. What I say kind of goes. Whereas if I backed off a bit and went, you know what? 
we're all living in this house, even though I'm, you know, I pay the bills. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then yeah, it's a bit more respect for each other. Everything would run a like a lot more smoothly. Like Claire went away for three days recently. She's just still away now. Just gets back today, and sometimes it's hard. But this time, I had this mindset of just no, no, it's going to be fine. And it was the best. I treated them with a lot more respect. Everything was like a lot nicer. It was yep. just a lovely, lovely last past few days. I don't, I don't mean humility ever is as a weakness because they, that's not what I mean either. Yeah. No. But humility is not sort of taking everything all the time and not standing up for justice. Yeah. Yeah. So it's all it's all, it's all inclusive it's all kind inclusive. of thing. Yeah. Love, kindness. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh-huh. But Jesus, in the moment, that is a struggle. Some, some moments. <laughs> when you're seeing red... Yeah. When you're fired up. Like, even like, you know, like uh, sometimes you're talking so nicely and calmly and you explain something for like 20 minutes. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it's just. Yeah. Like, and then, then you stop. You're like, oh, where did that come from? You know well, I, mean? I had a horrendous day yeah. uh, Wednesday last week. You guys were arriving that day and I wanted to sort Landon's room out. And I just was in this perpetual um, uh, shitstorm of trying to be. Firstly, trying to be calm with him, give him some calm instructions on how to clean the room. He wouldn't listen, wouldn't do as I'd asked. It'd escalate. I'd explode. I'd find myself in this tirade of just a barrage of, uh, and at moments, insults and all of that to try and get him to do something. Mm. Sending him out, I'd calm down, I'd bring him back in, I'd have a calm chat, discuss it all again, and off it go again. Because they don't listen. Yes. Kids don't listen. Very bizarre that Harley, because I want to hear, like, this is great chats, but I want to hear, like, about Harley as a kid. Like, was he, oh, right. did he listen? Uh, did he I listen? Was the model child. <laughs> <laughs> well, he told you he's the favourite. Right? So, <laughs> he's the favourite because I was the most intelligent. I'm clearly the best looking. I can and I always did, as I told, all the time. Next question! Lois, Harley, Randall and Sinclair. Like, that would have been fucking hardcore. Uh, that was hardcore. Like a real handful. The joke is, before you answer the question, and you're welcome to say anything, you, it's all honesty <laughs> here, obviously, uh, is that I was the hardest of your kids. Be honest. You were the most energetic. <laughs> yeah, that's a nice way to put it. <laughs> I, I gave you the biggest challenges. You did. Yeah. I, 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 yes, you did. Yeah. yeah, I did. Why? What, what happened? What was wrong with me? Uh, there was nothing wrong with you. Oh, good on you, mate. There was nothing wrong with you. You were just who you were. And, you know, you can put it into all kinds of contexts if you want to. You know, psychologists would have a, have a field day with this. Um, <laughs> There's nothing wrong with you. But if we had a few psychologists, <laughs> which is why bring up a few. I won't go see them. <laughs> no one's having a field day at my expense. Uh, but, I mean, I, for me, I've got to find context for this and I have to find, you know, making sense. Like I said, I'm always trying to make sense of life. What, 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 this is happening. How do I make sense of that? Everything. Um, so you could say, oh, it, that's sort of the birth order effect. Is well, what, I think that's now been shot out of the out of the sky. But he's number three child, always going to be the clown acting out. Well, maybe that's what the explanation was. Yeah, right. Maybe. And did you um, like? I just this idea just came to me because you've got three boys and Lois, like yeah. she's the oldest. Did you have like different rules? For Lois and then for the boys, like cause, you know, because you're still of like you know you're being progressive, but you're still of a time. Yeah, that's right. We were like boys and girls were treated. I mean, that's the last. Yeah, day, I, you know? I think yes, we were treated differently. Yeah, yeah. there's no doubt about that. And yeah. also, the first three, uh, we've we've sort of uh, talked about this um, amongst ourselves. We were brought up in quite a low socioeconomic household. You that's weren't correct. on a very big wage no. at all. Uh, in a regional 
Queensland country town. Yeah. Sinclair is he's only four years from me, but he's a whole generation from the three of us. That's correct. He's a, he's a different generation. We're Generation X. He's, he's generation the worst one. one though, right. <laughs> like it's easy to it's hard to find a favourite, but finding that worst one, <laughs> finding the bottom rung Sinclair, like that's pretty pretty. <laughs> you know, you put on a blindfold, you'd find him. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Sinclair. Right now, but then we moved. Uh, to Brisbane and by yeah. that stage pretty much the first three had mainly left the house. That's correct. And Sinclair was then at the house you had a more affluent income. That's right. Oh and only one kid. And only one kid. With that more affluent. Yeah, yeah. right. I think that was the biggest difference in the way you parented us. Yeah that's true. Yeah, Other okay. than maybe some gender differences at the start. Yeah okay. Yeah so per- personality types all that sort of thing you know I think that's partly Harley. I mean <laughs> he, 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 would, he would say he's not the extrovert we would now say he is, but I think he was an extrovert then, which yeah. means he's an extroverted thinker. Yes. yes. His mother's an extroverted thinker. Yeah. I'm not. His sister's an extroverted thinker. Randall and I aren't. Yeah. I think Sinclair probably would be an extroverted thinker. Do you think so? Yeah, I, I, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. He's quite outgoing. I think he's far more ex- extroverted as a person in, in the way he relates to people than I am. Yeah. yeah he has yeah. A, a, a much uh, bigger social life, does things always out. I'd be much happier just to sit in this shed and if you two would fuck off, I'd be happy. <laughs> <laughs> and Randall as well, like the great man, like what an absolute champion. Like he is also, he's a bit more introverted. He's a bit quieter, reserved. Yes. Not shy. He'd no, be no, happier no, no. on his own at the top of a mountain with no one around him. Yeah. And he's chooks. And he's and chooks. Yeah. Uh, on his cows. Uh, yeah. he's, oh, he's bulls. I don't need to know about his And his balls. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, uh, what is in... Uh, I think, can I say one other thing? I've always had this theory that because of the terrible trauma that happened just before he was born to his cousin, that had a big effect on Mavis and then on his birth and that first 12 months. Well, I don't just say terrible trauma. So the trauma was... all of that, because I know about all of this. Okay. Yeah, have you ever heard this? No. Okay, so his cousin drowned... Eight days before he was oh. he was born, and, and we the daughter. So sorry, I really went to make light of that. No, 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 no. This is, is the, the thing: the daughter of um, <coughs> mum's probably closest sibling. Yeah, correct. In terms wow. of relationship, yeah, yeah. So I got this call. I can still remember very clearly in Kingaroy, Peter. Yes, Boyd, uh, Virginia just drowned. Oh, oh my God. God! So Mavis is eight days off having him. She couldn't go to the funeral. Yeah. I went up to Gainda. It was just a shocking situation. So you can imagine that that sort of trauma has an effect on... Yeah, it did. It had a huge effect. So did that have an effect on him? I don't know. But I had a theory for a while that that sort of thing affected all of us so much, and it did, that um, um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to put any more weight on that explanation of Harley's extroversion... <laughs> Um, and challenging behaviour. It's behavior. just that Harley's a bit <laughs> of a fuckhead. <laughs> like, just between you and me, Peter. Let's pretend Harley's not here for a while. <laughs> we don't need to put an explanation can, on it. Can you... Uh, really? You can <laughs> pretend he's not here? <laughs> no, he does it all the time. I'll be halfway through a story and he pretends I'm not here. Um, anyway, they're, they're, you know, trying to make sense of the world, how do, be, how do we become who we are... There's yeah. all sorts of influences. That's all I'm saying here. I'm not sort of right. trying to make a uh, an issue or make a, a no, no, easily no. reducible reason for why Harley is who he is. I think I'm just saying it influenced him. The theme of this particular episode, <laughs> like you know, like the theme, like these influences that yeah. bring up who we are. And then, if you want to talk about things like uh, 
me as a person, the influence of... Not really, Peter. Okay. <laughs> Love the sound of your own voice, babe. <laughs> no, please, carry well, on. When do you finish? Uh, you got a couple of minutes <laughs> to hey, Just go. a note to everyone listening. I'd be laughing a lot more, but every time I go to laugh, I've got this ridiculous <laughs> hang on a cold. I cough uncontrollably. Um, apologies for that. Uh, Everyone's being very funny. Um, you go on your... It oh, it's just like you talk about trauma. There's another yeah. trauma that happened when I was a pastor in Bundaberg. My wife's nephew was to be married. Yeah. His fiancée was driving to Bundaberg. I was going to do the, the wedding. Yeah. Eight days. Eight days. That sounds a bit interesting. It is a bit Eight interesting. days before the wedding, she's in the car and had a head-on collision and was killed. Eight days before the wedding. On the so way to get ready for to the get wedding. Ready. So I did the funeral. That That was the major trigger for me to question God. Wow. The, the the God that I knew. So, you know, standing there in the hospital emergency with the mother and the sister and looking at this girl's dead body and the mother saying, why is God such a mystery? I had no answers. Yeah. And that's a fairly common thing in, in pastoral and priestly work. You don't really know what they're supposed to do when yeah. you're with people who are grieving. But all I'm saying is they're all, there are things that happen that influence future direction and, you know, if I was really honest, I, I didn't deal well with that, very, really. I, I didn't know how to help the family. I felt lost afterwards as a pastor. Yeah. And, so, and so all of that inputs into my relationship with my children about how do we deal with uh, why do bad things happen to good people? Well, I don't really know. It just is the world. Yeah. You know. Bad things happen. Bad things happen. It's also exactly the same time uh, of my life that I started moving away from yeah. religion. I was 12 when that happened. Did that yeah. affect you? Absolutely. Yeah. Profoundly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Lois had left and gone to uni that year and yeah, that's right. Yeah, and, and jokes aside, even though I've made a joke about this particular story, because it's pretty funny, I, but I tried uh, to, I had a, a very uh, faint attempt at committing suicide. Oh, that's the year later. in the back, yeah. And that was a huge influence, that oh, story, I, because yeah. I couldn't understand death, somebody uh, experiencing death that didn't want it. Yes, and I was yes, living yes. in a um, community uh, that I didn't want to be in. Yep, um, but to go through that at twelve. Yeah, so it was thirteen the next year where I was having a crack at it. But I, to to make the story funny, like it should be, I used my sister's jump rope for heart skipping rope, <laughs> uh, which is made of a stretchy plastic, and I, I wrapped know, it around I, my neck and jumped off the sawhorse and hit the ground. Bounce, bounce, bounce. <laughs> I must admit, when I first heard that, I was shocked, but I was very glad it was the wrong kind of rope you chose. Yes, yeah, I haven't been the brightest of your children. <laughs> <laughs> the most intelligent, but not the brightest. Yeah, oh, okay. The idiots will inherit the world. <laughs> no, the meek will inherit the earth. Oh, yeah, right. Okay. If, you believe, if you believe in Jesus. That went down badly. Um, now, uh, we, we asked this story to pretty much all our guests, uh, and I'm keen to hear your answer to this. What is your, what's something that flashes into your head when I talk about a parent horror story? Like a, a horrid moment in your parenting life of a near-death experience, a child in trauma, something bad that happened. One of your kids. And, yeah, one of your kids, and I know a lot of them, the stories. Uh, when you were burnt by the soup at oh, four. Yeah. Oh. That was bad. What yeah. kind of soup was it? Oh, the, the leg one was the bad one. Spiral fracture. Yeah. They're, they're all going to be me. They're all bad. They're, they're all <laughs> <laughs> Sinclair, Sinclair was a good one. Oh, yeah, fell out of the tree. Yeah. That, was, that yep. was dumb by me. 
Dad had a very interesting reaction. <laughs> I can tell the story. Oh, don't. Seems like it was at the top of a tree that we called the carrot tree. Um, we thought that it was called a carrot tree because it has bright orange flowers. Yeah. Turns out it's got a second meaning. It's because the branches are as brittle as a carrot. <laughs> and he was leaning right out to grab a bunch of these flower pods. And we'd already said, mind you, don't go that See, high. there he is again. I said not to, so obviously it's his fault. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the freedom of choice? So <laughs> I was there going, go on, see if you can get it. <laughs> From a lower, bigger branch. And he leaned out and grabbed it and the branch broke. And he would have been, oh, 10 foot in the air. Oh. Oh, yeah, probably three metres. Yeah, probably. Yeah. At least, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, it broke and he went plummeting towards the ground and Fortunately, the last minute, hit a branch and it spun him because otherwise he'd landed it on his head and absolutely would have been dead because of the impact. So he got very badly winded and that's all I thought that had happened. He's which is funny and great. But I I jumped down to be with him as quick as I could and then I saw his left hand. I think it was his left hand. He'll know. Uh, Right in singlet. Um, (laughs) His left hand was basically, uh, his little finger had bent around and was touching his arm. And this bone... No, 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 no. He'd had what is called a compound fracture, even though the bone hadn't pierced the skin. But it it had broken clean and was poking out that way, right? So I... It was his his forearm. His forearm, yeah. yeah. Completely... Uh, <laughs> I snapped in half So good Scratching my head And then Dad comes running out And I'm like I, I see the arm I'm like I'm not going to tell him about that um, And I'm just trying to comfort him And Dad comes you know running out going, don't you? Yeah. And does a soccer slide On the grass Right up to him <laughs> Nurturing his son Great father And then he just goes Whoa Look at your arm <laughs> Fail. Oh, the best. What a great day. One of my favourites. Yeah, and Mavis has never let me forget. Yeah. Oh, look at your arm. I love how you. I'm not going to tell him about that. (laughs) And then you're like blaming Peter. Yeah. But then I was in the uh, hospital emergency at at the Bundaberg Hospital where they tried to reduce it. Oh, it was, I've been through lots of reductions. You know what a reduction is when you try and pull it back into place? Oh. Okay, poor kid, it was terrible. And then, of course, yeah, it played out too. He had a pinched nerve and he started to get this this sort of clawing of his fingers. Did they put him fingers. under or anything? Hey? They put him under? To yeah, they did. It, they yeah, did. they did. Yeah. And then he, but yeah, they pinched the nerve when they did yeah. it. And, oh. uh, and, and he got a hospital-born virus in his arm, didn't he? That was eating his arm away or was that because of the pinched nerve? No, that... No, just because the, it wasn't a hospital-born virus. It oh, was okay. just because of nervous pinch. So it would have he would have been like this for the rest of his life. But we found a terrific surgeon in Brisbane who was a hand surgeon, hand and arm surgeon. He repaired it, and he's fine. Fantastic. All good. So good good outcome. Oh. <laughs> that was the best. And what about the hot soup story? What's that? Oh, it was just one of those things. It was... Was it bad parenting? I reckon it was pee and ham. I've always gone with pee and ham. It was I think it was pee and ham. I, I think it was pee and ham. And so I had a grunty. visitor coming for lunch, and I came home... Mavis was preparing the soup. This fella here decides he's going to help. He goes like this, and it comes down all over his shoulder. Okay, let's give some detail to that story. He's going to show you the scar on his shoulder. I'm for Mavis has just left soup on the stove. (laughs) She's on the phone, and the handle was facing out. Well, we all know where the handle's meant to face, and it's not out. Rookie mistake. And And you were number three. It's not like you were the first one. That's That's right. right. Failed the apprentice. She was trying to get rid of me. <laughs> <laughs> it was boiling over, and I was being helpful by trying to stir it. And I oh. on the handle, and it poured out. And so, all of that kind of 
motley oh. thing on my arm there. That's that's the second degree burn, and underneath that little brown yep, spot, there's yep. the third degree burn from underneath. Yeah. So we thought it could have been awful. Could have been all over his face, or well, yeah. it was. For, it all healed up now, but it was up here and all all over yeah. my oh, shoulder. Oh Jesus! So oh, there we go. Anything else? Oh, right. <laughs> how do you think? Enough? How do you honestly? How do you think I'm going as a parent? I think you're exceptional. Ah, oh. what an idiot! That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> do you? Do you genuinely? Do you? Do you have any concerns about me? As a goodness parent? me, this is a bit of a hard question. Yeah. Isn't it? Well, I'm keen to know. Yeah, this is great. Well, I've always tried not to. Mrs. Me tried not to. Tried to control my anger with my children when they were when I was raising them. Yeah. There we go. And I have to process, is, was that a good decision of mine for my children not to see me angry Yeah. when they made me feel angry? When I got angry when they did something, I didn't, well, they didn't make me do anything really. Yeah. So when I see Harley explode, I think, I don't like that. That's my gut. I, don't, I actually don't like uh, loud noises and being in big crowds, right? So that's partly my issue. Yeah. But when I look at that, I'm trying to evaluate it. But what I love about the fact, and I'm not, so I'm not making a judgment about that at all. Sure. All I'm saying is, what I love is, is how I see you reacting after that and you don't leave it hanging and the child never knows what you're going to do next because you come back to the child and you work at the relationship and rebuilding so the kid knows you well, he knows a range of emotions, he knows your love primarily. So that's what I think is excellent. Yeah. Nailing it. What about me? How am I doing? Real fuck up over there. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, no, no one I, had to no, say no, it. I, 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 I guess lovely to see you again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Pete, uh, you are my dad. You've become my friend, and it's been a great pleasure. Thanks for coming Absolutely. On. So much for coming on. This has been uh, excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Really yeah thanks it. very much for having me. I was nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Dad's.